Welcome to the Jesus Image Podcast. Tonight, my plan was to take the night off. <laughs> and uh, have you ever taken those na- kind of naps when you wake up more tired than when you went to bed? It was one of those afternoon naps. It was about a two and a half hour nap. And then uh, I was like, okay, Jess, go preach. And uh, I went to do cardio. And I was on the treadmill thinking, you know, I have a night off. And the Lord was like, get over there. So I turned the treadmill off and ran to the car. (laughs) Uh, But we do go to Israel next month. And so... Uh, we'll be there about a week, so I want to be here as much as I can. The Lord is good, amen? How many of you were here this morning? Okay, how many of you were not? Okay, that's fine. Proverbs talks about you guys. You're spinning your bed. A wonderful promise for you guys. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Sort of. I'm not. I'm just playing. I get it. Some of it. Everything changes when Jesus comes your way. Everything. I'll say it again, and then hopefully I'll get an answer that is remotely in line with what I just said. Everything changes when Jesus comes your way. Everything changes. The pastor's conference is obviously coming, and it should be called uh, Ministers and Their Teams Conference, but that's not the most catchy uh, title. But uh, if you're hungry for the Lord, if you're in the, in the ministry, if you're a children's worker, if you're a songwriter, if you're a... I'm really excited about our worship uh, breakout session. Jeremy and Steph will be leading a session with our worship team, serving worship leaders and musicians. That's going to be awesome. I'm really excited about that. And I'll be doing one with the Millers and a few others for senior pastors on how to uh, serve the Lord and his people in an atmosphere of God's presence. How to allow Jesus to build his house, his way. Uh, But I got a call last night from a friend. I think it was two nights ago. It's actually a young man. I won't give his name because I don't want to embarrass him, but he was harassing me by text. It was, some of it, it was funny. And so to be funny back, I said, if you keep harassing me, he'd send me pictures of his meetings. They weren't his. He was a guest speaker. And he was just being funny. He'd be like, this one's bigger than yours. Because <laughs> he knows that stuff gets to me. And I said back to him, if you text me again today, because it was like four straight. I said, I'm going to block you. Like, I don't think that's a big deal. I know culture, like if you block someone, it's a huge deal, but I don't think it's a big deal. 
So he did, and I blocked him for two years, and I forgot. No, three years. I just never talked to him again for three years. I wasn't mad at him. I just I gave him my word, and... <laughs> now I can't tell the story without giving his name away. But whatever. He'll get over it. So, well, I guess I don't need to give his name away. So you're like, oh, please. <laughs> so, last year at the pastor's conference, he comes from a church that loves to worship from a church that's really special to us. And uh, just to help wandering minds, it wasn't Bethel, it wasn't Upper Room, it was another one. Okay? And uh, he called me, he's like, I just need to confess to you because I am so excited about this pastor's conference. He goes, because I have never been in a gathering like last year's pastor's conference. And this kid, he's a PK, he grew up in the ministry. So I said, you know what, same here. I said, what was it specifically? He goes, well, I, uh, an hour into your worship set on Friday night, he goes, I was worshiped out. He goes, I, had, I could not worship any longer. He goes, and what scared me is that it seemed like your team was just getting started. He goes, it freaked me out. He said, so I, I, uh, I dozed off. Because <laughs> I was fried, man. He goes, we were singing every session nonstop. And he, he goes, so I dozed off. And I looked at some of my team and they were sleeping too. <laughs> he goes, and these people love Jesus. He said, I know them. I, I walk with them every day. They love the Lord but they couldn't give any more and they just <laughs> went to sleep in the pew. So I woke up, he said, and I walked out into the lobby. He said, I, I needed a, a break from the worship. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. And he's like, uh, then my team followed me out because when we got out there and they're like, I thought we worshiped at our church. He goes, but these people are nuts. He goes, we never, he goes, our typical set's like 50 minutes to an hour. He goes, but they're just hitting second gear at an hour in. He's like, I got to get out of there. <laughs> so he goes out there and they walk out there and they're like, what is going on in there? And then he goes, and then I felt better about myself because I saw the upper room staff walk out too. <laughs> so funny. And Nick's like, oh, thank God. You too. He goes, so we kind of talked about it. He's like, they're nuts in there, huh? He's like, yeah, they're, they're something else. That was at about, I don't know, was it was a certain place in the worship set. And around that time, Michael Miller had gone to use the restroom. Uh, so he was kind of sitting he and Larissa over here. Uh, not, we didn't use this building, but he was kind of sitting over here and he and Larissa walked 
Kind of like where that door would be to go use a bathroom backstage. And the worship was good prior to that. Now, during that time, Michael's team and the other group are out in the lobby. And then they come back in, Michael included. And they came back in about maybe 10 to 20 seconds after the Lord's presence filled the house. And the one young man said, when I walked in, I had never felt anything like that in my entire life. Same set. What was the difference? The tangible presence of Jesus. And he said, we weren't sleeping anymore. You know, the same testimonies of Miss Kuhlman's meetings. Pastor Benny would say, he and John Arnott would go sing in the choir just to get a front row seat. They said they couldn't sing. He said in the choir would just sleep. Because Catherine would just tell her stories about how she liked her biscuits and her cornbread and she liked honey on them. And then when she first got started and she'd talk about her dad and sleeping in a barn because the people couldn't put her up in a nice place. And you sit and listen, you're like, why is she why is she doing all this stuff? Who who really cares about cornbread, you know? She's just kind of emptying herself out, getting out of the way. And uh, it's an important thing to learn. To empty yourself so that God can start moving. And uh, so she started doing that and people would be like, literally in the choir. In a Catherine Coleman service. And then all of a sudden, she'd pipe up, just a second, just a second. He's here. And everyone would wake up. And that's what happened when they walked back in from the lobby, they were instantly met by the reality of God. So Michael Miller walked in from that door to get to his seat, and he said, in his words, you can watch it on, we did an Instagram Live, I think it was two weeks ago. You can hear him talk about it. He said he walked into a wall of God's presence. Literally, he opens the door, doesn't make it to his seat, and flies forward. He said it was the only response that seemed right was for him to give himself away at that level, and he launched into the carpet. So much so that he left with a bruised and rug burn, massive rug burn on his forehead. And the reason I found that out is because I was in Bethel, a couple of weeks after that, Elissa was there and we were talking about, I said, Elissa, there was such a glorious uh, entry of the Lord. I've never seen a couple thousand people erupt simultaneously in response. You know, that, that's, I think that was the most amazing thing is to see from my vantage point, without any prompting, every hand, every body, every voice went vertical. Instantly, without me saying this would be a good time to do it. It was just, pfft. I've never seen that before. Even growing up in Pastor Benny's meetings, I've heard, and I have to do this every Sunday usually, close your eyes, lift your hands. It's a way of bringing agreement in a room. There wasn't, that wasn't needed. This was very rare. And so Miller, so I'm telling Alyssa that, and she goes, oh, I've heard the story. I thought you did. She goes, he told all of us. 
So the other night, I was telling Miller, I said, Lalissa told me you were sharing the story at Upper Room. And he goes, bro, I had to. I said, why? He goes, I had a massive strawberry on my forehead. <laughs> I was forced into sharing the story because everyone said, what happened to your head? <laughs> Seriously. He said, it marked me, it marked my team, it marked us all. I think one of the greatest privileges as a team, as a church family, is to go into, it is the great privilege corporately, to go into the presence of God together. What's better than that? And what connects our hearts more deeply than those moments together? Right? I remember standing behind Court and Emma while they were playing. And you can go back and watch that. I think it's called The King is Here. Or, well, The King is Here. That's more like Muhammad Ali. Uh, what is it? Welcome the King. I remember trying to take the pulpit and just going back to stand behind the strings because there was nothing I could bring to the table. You know, nothing of Michael could have added to the moment, nothing of our team. And there wasn't a single musician who, who was not in tears while they were playing. It's amazing. I say all that to bring into remembrance what a night like tonight can be. What I've learned is that you can't conjure it up even on your best day, but it's not even about trying harder. You know, it's not about stirring yourself up. It's about faithfulness that mounts up, that stores up. It's, it's, it's about consistent positioning in the Lord's presence before him day in and day out until the dam breaks. And we'll never forget that moment. You know, tears that flow down a worshiper's cheeks, tears that flow from the choirs, eyes, tears that flow when a camera guy is, or a girl is operating a camera. When that's consistent, that'll take you much further than a gifting. It can't be copied, it can't be replicated. They're either broken or they're not. And the Lord is drawn to those people broken and contrite hearts, broken and contrite spirits. If we do that enough, we'll have more of those times together. Amen? Amen. Take your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 11.
I'm telling this in the fear of the Lord, I feel the power of the Spirit right now. I tell you in the fear of the Lord, that hot fire. The Lord always comes differently, but I, I feel his power tonight in a beautiful way. Nobody needs to leave the same if you don't want to. First Corinthians eleven twenty three. Could some of you help me? Amy, would you help me? And Dion, would you grab a mic as well? Just need to save my voice. You want you to hear me and hear me well. Listen to me. Listen to me. The day is coming. The day is coming where God's people will sit in silence for hours in the radiant light of God's presence. We've had the groaning. Some of it was the Lord, some of it was not. We've had the laughing. Some of it was the Lord, some of it was not. We've had the yelling. Some of it was the Lord, some was not. There have been many different waves, but one is coming that will be so awe-inspiring. Words would do a disservice. For the Lord is in the temple, the scripture says, let all the earth be silent before him. It's coming. We can't make it happen. It's not about me telling you to be quiet. But I'm telling you. Because when we are least active, he is most active. You see, God gets greatest glory when we do the least. He is most glorified when we are most still. Because it gives room for him to receive glory. Does this make sense to you? Am I just speaking a foreign language? You will walk into this place or our new building. You will sit, not because I told you to. You'll be stuck in holy adoration and the Holy Spirit will begin moving without a hand touching the people, without anyone screaming, be healed, though God can use that. But there's a deeper place. Listen up. There's a beauty in his presence that he wants us to taste a beauty, an elegance, a kingliness, a royalty. Like Mary who sat at his feet and heard his word. Does this make sense at all? (laughs) Amy, read uh, verse 23 for me, will you? 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three. For I, 
Her mic, guys. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Stop there. In the same night, on the same night in which Jesus was betrayed, he took bread. When the stakes, as I mentioned last week, are elevated because of the hour we're living in, betrayal is more easy and Jesus' presence is actually more available. It's very easy to get passed by and it's not easy, but he's so close. It just, he's a thought away. I, like, I don't want to use the word easy. I guess you could. It's so easy, it's difficult, it's so simple, it's a struggle for people. But as Jesus is being betrayed by one, his heart is to grow closer to the faithful. For anyone here who's walked through painful betrayal, it is an opportunity for you to draw near to Jesus. The scripture here says, He took the bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take and eat. This is my body, not this will symbolize one day. I don't want to get into theology of all that, but I'm a childlike reader of scripture. How that plays out, I'll leave that to experts. But Jesus is clear here, take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you, do this in remembrance of me. Relive it. That's what the word remembrance means. Give your heart to what I paid for. Remember it. Give your mind to, to my passion. Don't just fly on by. Take, eat in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So here we have the body and the blood both to be taken in remembrance. And that is much deeper than just a mental thought, though it begins there. It actually implies to re-experience what he paid for through a heart filled with meditation and prayer. Now listen to this statement in verse 26. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death, his death, until he comes.
There is no frailty you're facing right now that is more powerful than the death of Jesus. Are you here tonight? There is no issue you're facing that is more powerful than the death of Jesus. It is impossible to talk about what we're talking about right now and not experience the glory of God if it's real to you. If it's real to you, it's got to be very real. John the Apostle connects the glory of God to the cross. We've got a weird view of the faith. A crossless view of the faith is just not even Christian. That's why devils run wild. Where the cross is absent, the devil has a heyday. But where the cross is present, where the death of the Lord Jesus is proclaimed, there is an announcement. An announcement in heaven, on the earth, and under the earth that Jesus Christ has overcome. As the old hymn says that I've said 10 million times here, I want it to get into your bone marrow. By death he has conquered death. The death of Jesus, the cross, is the glory of God. This crucified Lord is what glory looks like. Not shiny objects, that's a part of it. But, or I should say, our view of glory needs to become more Christian. Our view of greatness needs to be more Christian. And so... John sees a lamb that had been slain in heaven being adored, seated on a throne. How is a lamb slain? With extended limbs. My family did it. <laughs> I get it. The lamb is extended on a pole. The neck is cut prior and it is slain and extended. It's Calvary. Do you hear me? Anyone tracking? John's vision is a cross-shaped, cruciform-hearted Christ who gives his life away to his beloved. So tonight when we receive the body and blood, this meal vanquishes the powers of darkness. For every visiting preacher here and pastor, if you want to have a successful church, whatever that looks like to you, to us it looks like him being with us. Preach the scriptures. Preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus. Worship and pray. Break the body and blood of Jesus. That's it. I can go through the drama. <laughs> But what I'm talking about is food that gets you through the drama, where you laugh at it. When you hold the body and blood tonight of the Lord Jesus, you are feasting on the meal of immortality. It's heaven's meal.
And in such a moment, the moment that bread touches my mouth, I receive it in full faith because the scripture says I must. I cannot receive it in a common fashion. I receive it in full faith, discerning the body of the Lord. And as I do, the supernatural power of the Spirit meets with my mortal flesh, brings wholeness to my body, renewal to my mind, and listen, inflames my spirit to experience union with the bridegroom. Isn't that wonderful? So here Jesus is being betrayed as a fulfillment of Psalm 23. In the presence of my enemies, I'm at the table in the presence of my enemies. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. It's playing out here at the Last Supper and Jesus offers himself through bread and wine. And so Paul says, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread and broke it. That betrayal hurt Jesus more than any nail. Absolutely. If you've ever been through true betrayal, it hurts more than a broken leg. Come on. Does it not? Is it not longer lasting than a wound on the body? So for Jesus to find the remedy in the meal of the covenant for us, at his lowest moment, what does that say? No pain can survive the body and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is my question. How glorious is Calvary? That cross will never come down at any church that we have. There was actually an initiative in the early 2000s to get crosses off the platforms to draw people to Jesus. I'm just doing the math. Get more people to Jesus by removing the cross. Well, great idea. But how glorious is the cross? Do you find it amazing that the Roman soldier confesses Jesus as the Son of God by the way Jesus died? Does that not blow you away? The way in which he died communicated deity. <laughs> that is incredible. so much I want to say to you right now. I'm thinking through what can we handle as a church? What can we, where can we go and it not become pearls that are trampled on? That's why you should come to Jesus School. It's sort of true, actually. By third year, I would talk more about this.
but I'll just say this the slow I'm going to say this and I'm praying you get every word and then we'll receive the meal you can type it write it down whatever you want to do or just never forget it which is impossible if you don't write it down or go back and steal and bootleg our footage and start your own channel which seems to be very common trying to figure that one out ethically <laughs> listen to what I'm about to say lock in on me this is what I want you to never shortchange never diminish the power of the slow prayerful meditative devotion to scriptures pertaining to the passion of Jesus. Don't shortchange the power of meditating on his passion via, listen up, every word counts, via Holy Scripture. It's where the blinders come off in the heart. Oh. Do you want a little more? Yes. Jesus said, behold, many times before he spoke, The word behold means see. I mean see. But he's talking. I thought talking is for the ears. But Jesus wants us to see what he says. Hmm. The prophet says, Habakkuk, I will watch and see what the Lord has to say. This morning I gave you the grade school level of approaching the scripture. But the scriptures, if you know how to read and pray them, will heal your heart of blindness to the vision of Jesus. You say, are you talking about physical vision? No, but I'm talking about a vision that's more sensible and real than these eyes. When you prayfully meditate on the right scriptures, the cataracts of the heart are healed. They open. And Matthew 5 becomes our inheritance. Blessed are the pure in... Talk back to me softly. Blessed are the pure in... 
What's the promise? They shall see God. Oh, I've had moments with Jesus. Up at three or four in the morning with Isaiah 53 open. I'm slowly reading over and over and over and over. It's not like pagan prayer that Jesus rebuked because I'm not asking for the same thing over and over. I'm meditating on his word over and over gently. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. Wounded for my transgression, bruised for my iniquity. The chastisement of my peace is upon him, and by his stripes I am healed. And I begin in this outer court place where there's just not a whole lot going on, and my heart gets steady and still, and a fire is kindled. I've been telling y'all for years attention is the fuel of the spiritual life. It's gasoline. What you give your attention to, that flame begins to grow. There's Jesus who lives in the heart. Blessed are the pure in. They'll see the Lord. You give your attention to Jesus via the scriptures that are his heart on paper and you begin to pray. By his stripes we are healed. And that moment becomes more real to you than your own being. This, friends, is how you receive the meal of the covenant. And heaven meets earth at the table. You didn't hear that. Heaven meets earth tonight at the table. It's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Be careful when you open this book. You might get swept away. I'm telling you. You may never recover if you enter this holy word in prayer. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can like and subscribe to help us continue to reach people around the world with the gospel. Give today at jesusimage.tv forward slash give. You can also join us in person or online every Sunday at Jesus Image Church. For more information on Jesus Image, events, Jesus School, and resources, visit jesusimage.tv.